Life is Drag, Then You Die is produced by Spokast. Spokast is a community-focused podcasting house. Our mission is to remove the technical obstacles for creators starting their own podcast. Did you know that the majority of podcasts only ever created one episode? What stopped them? Maybe they didn't have the proper equipment. Perhaps editing was too difficult. Or they couldn't figure out how to get it published to where you're listening to this podcast at right now. Whatever the reason, Spokast was started to remove those technical burdens for the podcast creators, just like the creators of Life is Drag. We help them focus on what truly matters about producing a podcast. Making a podcast that is absolutely fabulous and, of course, sounds amazing. If you've ever considered starting your own podcast, then reach out to Spokecast. You can follow them on Instagram at spokecast.co or by emailing them at hello at spokecast.com. Now, let's get to this episode of Life is Drag, Then You Die. Hello? Hey, Polly, it's uh, Amanda Lorian. Amanda, I told you not to call this number. I know, girl, but it's Pride Month. Just give me a chance. Okay, fine. What? Well, I was just wanted to tell you about the newest episode of Life is Drag. Um, they have the clap this week. You, I know you like the clap. You I like do. learning, okay, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do like yeah. the clap. They, they talk about Magnus Hirschfeld. Have you ever heard of her? Yeah, um, genius. Yeah, he was actually so fierce. And um, they also just catch up on, like, drag tings and, you know, do the little gib-gab that they always do. So I just felt like, you know, they need views, and I just felt like maybe you could help it, help them out. Uh, I guess. Okay. Uh, Amanda, I have to go, okay? Don't call this number again. Oh. Okay. Is there a lack of really hot girls in your life? Are you unable to serve cunt and slay puss? Is your life completely void of anything funny? Have you never been part of an inside joke? Then you need Life is Drag, Then You Die. The podcast with me, Amanda Lorian. And me, Polly Amethyst. And me, Freddie Levon. And I, Veronica. <laughs> okay, going against yes. the grain. <laughs> yeah, I'm just different. I'm sorry, what can I say? Is is Veronica the most unique, special, different one out of the group? No. Who is? Freddie. Yeah, Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Just look at me. <laughs> so Not true. too hard though. <laughs> I start to see the details. Sorry, I'm thinking of jokes as they come. Hi. Hello, listeners. Viewers, thank you for tuning in. Yeah. How are you guys? Good. I know we've just literally were on like doing our makeup on live for Veronica had some happy juice today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys need to tune into our lives on Instagram. Uh we occasionally do them on Wednesdays when we record. Mm -hmm. And Veronica this week was like given all the tips and tricks, the insider to how flawless she looks. A tutorial for She's free. She's very knowledgeable. Yeah, Thank so you. You really got to tune in. Yeah, I started out today like not in a great headspace. I've been feeling kind of anxious. And so when I started hanging out with my girls, I started feeling better and Jez made me a yummy little drink. And normally I'm too focused, but I was like choosing to do something a little bit more casual today. So I was able to have fun with that live. And I was like, this is fun. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of, I can relate on like the rough days. For some reason, I have been going through it. I could tell by your hair. Oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just like take so much time on the makeup. I forget about the hair. Did She's a single start- mom with two jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you start with that mask on? Uh, I, excuse me. Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> I'm drinking a Bud Light Seltzer Cherry Limeade 5% 100 calories. And I'm oh. having a ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> Red Bull sugar free for the figure. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like I've just been like, I feel like the hot girl summer is catching up to me, and I'm not the hot girl yet. Oh, and that's such a good way. Uh, to put I'm it. in a weird mental space where, like, leading up to like the beginning of this month, I was like, I'm so like, I feel good about things. I'm feeling good, but like, for some reason, the past couple of weeks, I've just been like really depressed about myself and. Yeah, you know. Mm. Well, let's yeah. have a therapy sesh. No. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> my mom was in the live. Oh, yeah. That was oh, really fun. Hi, Doris. She, she, like, literally misgendered like, me, but that was... <laughs> said, Hi, Hi, son. son. <laughs> Hi, no manly boy. <laughs> <laughs> so when today I they were, like, coming into my store as I was leaving work, and I was like, Hi, bye. And they were like, Hi, bye. And I was like, How do they know? <laughs> <laughs> You would kill at the comedy club. Oh my god! Oh, speaking you. of the comedy. Oh, actually, not speaking of the comedy club, but speaking of comedy, uh, we're mm. going to Pride Spectacular tomorrow. Yeah, the Space Queers, Space Queers. hosted by Cameron, and who was uh, on here recently to yeah. promote the show. And Ducky is uh, doing a little moment, yeah. and all of our friends will be there. And I think Amanda and Veronica might be going in drag like crazy girls. Yeah, because so crazy because we don't love ourselves, we gotta we gotta spruce ourselves up a little. The bit. boys just aren't doing it, so <laughs> the girls have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> just makes more sense. It's just yeah. more fun to be a girl. Yeah, yeah. girls I mean, just no, wanna have fun. fun. Wow, I yeah. love that moment with you right now. Wait, so what's wait. been going on? I know you guys performed recently. Oh, oh my yeah, god! We sure did. Yeah, how was nine? I'll tell you how nine was. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was fierce. It was a good time. Do you want to go first, and then I'll go? Okay. I feel like that was the best I've ever felt about like a performance. I was like, wait, yes. all yeah. three, I popped off. Yeah. So yeah, you did awesome. Yeah, it was pretty fun, and um, they just go really fast, and so there's no time for me to sit and think, and I think that's the other reason why I loved it. It <laughs> honestly makes it so nice, because you get there, it starts pretty much immediately, and like mm-hmm. you just said, it's like you do your number, and then you have four entertainers between you and your next number to go and get changed and be ready for your next number. And yeah. so like it's quick, and it's fun, and like I, I loved your... My favorite one was honestly your first one, um, which was the new one that the newest song oh, yeah, you've done. Yeah. But that Elvis song was just so fun. Oh. And I feel like you like embodied little the character really well. Thank you. Yeah, I had so much fun doing it too. I just feel like it was such a fun song and now I just want to do Elvis all the time. Yeah, you were so cute doing it. I, I think you could just tell that you were having fun doing it. You're like For sure. And you just like hitting those beats and you're like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like think... one of the fun parts for me, I feel like because I can. I'm like, I know right where to Yeah. And you do it <laughs> and every that, time. That really gets the crowd going. I'm yeah. like, guys, uh Oh, there it is. <laughs> Elvis is definitely Freddy Core. Yeah, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Now I got a whole long list of Elvis songs I'm gonna do next, so watch nice. out for that. You're, you're Elvis era. Literally. Freddy Lee Elvis. Did you see my <laughs> tweet about Polly and Freddy Core? You bitch. Yeah. Well, when something comes, com- yeah, when something comes along, now I'm gonna do something that's guttered and be like, Don't. "That's fucking you, bitch." Polycore. That's Polycore. Yeah. Okay, for context, um, 
Monica has a pop in Twitter as sure does Freddie. Yeah, uh, Twitters. We'll get to Twitters oh, in a yeah. little bit we'll, later. We'll, we'll, we'll circle to back to some. I'll Twitters, circle back but... to what I'm talking about after we talk about the performances. Sorry. <laughs> I actually loved that. That I'm was fun. I was like, yeah, let's talk about Twitter, but we will get back to it. Oh, what else did oh, you have we'll to circle say? Back. Okay, Elvis. Good, fun. Um, then what did I do? Oh, good old fashioned lover boy. Love, love that song. Yeah, it's just a fun song. I don't know. I didn't do anything fancy. I didn't even have any gags for those first two. I was like, this is so unlikely. You didn't need them. Yeah, not oh, necessary. You didn't need them. Thank you. And you saved it for the last one, which is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's Crocodile what I was rock. trying to do because I was like, if I do one every single time, then it's predictable. And I don't want it to be predictable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're so, one thing, it's not predictable. Thank you. I mean, look at you. I mean, yeah. Wait, so what? which member are you? You're Demon? Yeah, Gene Simmons. Slay. Cool. I'm Starboy. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? One of the I'm other not... members. Oh, okay. He's got Sorry, a star on his eye. Listen. Well, I was just like, The weekend, who we now follow. <laughs> no, that's the idol. I'm a motherfucking Starboy. Uh, then I did Crocodile Rock. I loved it. People <laughs> gagged for the Crocodile. Yeah, there's a funny video of, because Amanda, Amanda's, Always really good at recording when, yeah, and yeah. taking photos of our performances. You gotta make sure the girls get them. You look so serious yeah. when I've seen you do it for other people too. Like I just remember you like down low at Lion's Lair. Like, I know, yeah. always squatting. I'm like, damn, this fucking <laughs> hurts. But anything for the video. You do a great job. Yeah, you Thanks, do. Girl. I appreciate um, that. And I appreciate that. But uh, you pan to a girl reacting to Freddie pulling out uh, his crocodile and the girl just goes... Yeah, literally so and, exactly. And like, she goes, she's oh, like, she's and immediately like, gets out her phone to take a photo. Yeah, yeah exasperated, being like, oh my god, oh, oh my. Yeah, it was so cute. I was like, oh, that's adorable. Like the thought that like we can make someone feel that like giddiness, yeah. is so heartwarming to me. Uh, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, it's hitting me just now. <laughs> you couldn't tell with a lot of people there, though. Huh? I said you couldn't tell with a lot of people there. Like, you go oh, up to yeah. their table and be like, yeah. come on, feel some giddiness. Yeah. That that was the thing I feel like that we got the vibe to as, like, viewers. Like, it felt like I was the only, like, gay boy there um, who you was were. like, ah! And then, like, our ta- like, there were people who were like, yay! But it's just, like, so... I don't know, quiet. Lion's Lair, just when we performed there, like, I didn't realize, but, like, that close-knit feel and just, like, the the loyal like crowd that come Mm -hmm. to watch like the the energy there is always great for everyone Mm -hmm. and then like uh pride obviously like that was just because it's pride but even like the nido dragito like those are just like it's really close-knit venue and the people are all really like wanting to be there at night it just felt like people were there because the drag show was just happening mm-hmm. um right. and so a little bit of it was just like ooh this crowd is a little bit rough that you got to like work to get the tip and then also yeah i don't know i felt kind of interested interesting about that night i will say even though they were like that and we noticed it it so it wasn't a big deal just, yeah. especially for the first time performing there i'm like great like i don't feel very like anxious i don't like right. i don't know i'm just like yeah it's not like it was crickets or anything. It was just oh, like yeah. less than we're used to. And I was expecting straight people. So like a lot of stuff leading up to him. Like, I don't know why I care so much. It's for straight people. <laughs> gonna be, like, they're not going to be able to notice this like one little thing. Right. Yeah. Um, it was so cool because there were five performers. And so like Freddie did like, you know, 80s rock. It was like, yeah. And then Veronica did all Ariana Grande. So it was just like pop girly queen. Um, and then Cindy 
Mayweather, who was the host, love. which love. She's beautiful. Very She's sweet. absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And she is the host. Um, yeah. Theater gay, so she was giving us <laughs> the show tunes, Mama, and I was living for every single one of them. Um, and then Izzy Man Enough was doing like mid two thousand ten songs vibe, like really uplifting and like all, like powerful songs. So I was living for that. And then Angelic is that bitch. She's a yeah. bad bitch, and she, <laughs> I'm sad I didn't get to see her. She was so fierce every time she did that. One margarita, I'm doing that. Nah. A two margarita, I would give her some head. It was so good. <laughs> um, the way you did. I had to get to that part. <laughs> Ew. Um, Damn, um, you're giving it like a, a burn. I hated that sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever do that again. I'm a um, fast car, speed yeah. car. <laughs> Angelic, when she performs, it's like, this is like you're eating breakfast. Lizzo. This is like you're going shopping at the grocery store. This is like the most casual thing that you're doing. Oh, yeah. You make it look so easy mm. that it's like, oh my God. I, if I and when I, when and if, when or if, wait, when and if <laughs> yes. I get to that point, I'm... I'll be happy. Yeah, yes. I know. Awesome. I, would, I love happiness. I, just, I was just yeah. trying to say that. I wish I was like that. I would love <laughs> to be able to look actually relaxed and like move my body and without I know, so much And not stiffness. be like, wait, I'm missing the choreo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think too, though, like once you have a number down enough, like you can just kind of stop if you want to. I was thinking about this, like, because I'm like, I wonder when in the down the line I'll be at that point. But I think if you know a song well enough, you're able to stop and then just pick it back up and it doesn't matter. Literally, I have something to say on that later. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Morocco, how was it? Because it's going to come up later. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, how were yeah, your yeah. performances? My performances were fun. I was the first one up for us. So I felt like I was the very first person on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, it was just Cindy before me, so I was like yeah, second, second up, and she was a host, and so I was like, I gotta get to my spot, like, because I want to start at a certain spot on the stage. But right. and then you were also risking it because after every one of your numbers, you would watch Freddie, so you had less time to get changed. Yeah, I that did have crazy. less time. That I was probably like the hardest part, but like the most fun. Living. Yeah, um, it was so exciting because like you're so supportive. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I I so was sweet. really happy that I did get to see Freddie's numbers, and I I missed like a few little things on my outfits, like. Because I was trying to go so fast. Like, my last number, I meant to wear a corset. And, like, at earrings, I was going to switch out and stuff. But it was just fun. I, I liked that rush. I'm like, I'm a showgirl. You guys like, should have seen Freddie before Break Free. I was so stressed she was not going to get out there oh, in Morocco. time. Freddie, Freddie. <laughs> 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 the special candy I had might be kicking in. <laughs> Monica um, was anxious, oh. boots. Yeah, because, like... <laughs> After the first one, I'm like I was just like, oh, it's Cindy again, and it's me coming up next, and I was shaking, she and just, I was also yeah, sweaty, she was. and so she like was trying to put oh earrings in, and she was like this, and I was like, please. Uh. And let me warn you guys, what because you're performing this coming week, um, it's dark down there. There's not very much lighting, and so everything's black, and it's I, low lighting, I'm, so. I'm, what? Oh, you know all about it? Bring a lantern. <laughs> I'm going to listen to Freddie and I'm going to pack, like, to make my life as easy as possible. I'm going to bring but your you ring do, light. You, you <laughs> do want some type of light down there or just, like, be ready to have your phones out. Like, okay. Because, like, jewelry, jewelry was hard. Putting in jewelry, um, like, buckling things. Like, it was just hard uh, to see. Heels. Me with heels every time. Mm -hmm. Fuck! We should honestly bring the kimchi mirror. That thing is bright as yeah. fuck. 
they have a couple of lamps down there, but you have to be like under them and they're like connected up high. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. oh, I'm so interested to see. But that was a lot of fun. And we spent like a decent amount of time with like Angelic in the back. And she was just really sweet. She was, yeah. she was Wonderful. like, thank you guys so much for like performing here. And we're like, oh, my God, thank you for she having said, us. We need new bitches. <laughs> she did. Yeah. yeah. I love her. Uh, and it was just like funny because like we would just see her new outfit. And we'd be like, cute. And she'd like do the same to us. And Aww. it was just fun. Um, yeah, and then okay, dangerous woman. I'm just gonna skip to that, please, yeah. because it's all that the other two numbers they were fun, <laughs> but uh, so I did dangerous woman, which I've never done before. Um, and I wore the sexy little mask right here, yes, um, honey. Pick it up, uh, for our listeners, it's just like a bunny ear sex mask, doll mask, um, giving Playboy, giving mm. Ariana Grande, yeah, giving Ariana. Uh, and we'll post this video on the Instagram. Like it has to be featured. Thank oh you. yeah, for sure. So there Mother was no, kind of went off. There was nothing that different about it, but I did look really sexy in the mask. Really sexy. Um, so I think that was kind of captivating. You, I didn't have to do that much work. Like you were Ariana. Like no one could tell you. Like by that point, you had already done two songs. So at this point, you're feeling your Ariana fantasy. Like morphed into her. And yeah. so like it literally <laughs> felt powerful. Like. Dun, like the music, you know, when yeah, like, I was on my journey. And of you were just songs. like, you were kind of like walking out, like all cute and everything, and it was just like, wait, and then you like the you, you know, like you were just so good, and then you went to the stage and Can you, you did let your her thing. Talk about her yeah, number? sorry, no, holy shit, that, the whole like, time, the whole time, the you walked out, and we all went. My God, she's beautiful. Yeah, that was like a moment that I don't think any of us have had where we like look at each other Can't, and we're know? like, wait, Havla, you know that picture she took of you? Havla, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she showed Nick and Nick thought that it was Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Havla so literally was like, she's like, I'm going to be thinking about that every night when I go to sleep for the rest of my life. Oh, that <laughs> was so sweet. Yeah, it was so cute. Um, God, I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, the lighting was cool. Um, <laughs> the lighting. And I think that helped. Uh, but so I've done like a couple other performances where I try to like do a little stunt, which is just like a bridge or like a kickover. But the last few times I've done it, they've been failed. So my first one, I tried to do a kickover. I couldn't kick over. It was awkward. And then my next one, I was going to like go into a bridge and walk on my like walk in a bridge like I'm possessed. We should show the video while you're talking about this. Okay, yeah. Ding. And I was wearing gloves, so I slid on the floor and just like went under my back. No big deal. But I was like, okay, I'm going to try to pull it out again. What are you doing? Sorry, I'm really captivated by her makeup. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really just, sorry, but you really popped off. Like, I think you did your makeup really well today. Yeah. Like, I was going to say your contour is much higher than usual. And I like that. She's and then, like, also, you're all like busted before. You your fixed your it. wing just looks really good and crease. I just love it all. That's all. Thank you. At the end, can we all go up to the camera? Yeah. Sure. Um, Y'all need to get into this mug. We should play some music and do like a runway moment. Ooh, oh. I love that. Brennan, get out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I I run to the stage where I plan on doing the kickover. Um, and I go to do it and I like when I'm doing it, I see my hands and I'm wearing gloves. You and got, I was like, that's what happened. You hesitated. Yeah, okay. I, I just saw it and I remember. You thought I was she like, was doing it on purpose? No, I thought 
she just couldn't make it back farther. But I was like, she knows that. Like, usually she gets to that part, she just slips. So I was like, wow, she can't even get to the back part. Like, that's what I thought was happening. But <laughs> it was you seeing the gloves and then being no, like, wait, I can't do this. That's what, like, I feel like made it cool was I was pretty much all the way into a bridge. Literally, that's and why I was somehow, like, how did, that was like if something's tipping all the way this way and then it goes back. It was terrifying yeah. the way she contorted her body backwards and then, and then she was like, oh no, my gloves. And then just, and just it, it was <laughs> And it to me. It wasn't even a question of can I do this? Because if I saw it, I would have been like, could I do that? Yeah. But it was just like, I want to get this right. Let me try this again. Yeah. And so I mm -mm -mm -mm. pop up from my bridge. I'm like, okay, make it part of the number. I wag my finger, like, uh uh uh, I'm not going to do that. So good. And then I just kind of like strut around on the stage a little bit more. I take my gloves off, I take my mask off. And then I do the fucking kickover, bitch. And yes, she landed finally. so perfectly, like all sexy, and was just like, if there was a camera, she was looking right at me. <laughs> It was like in slow-mo for me, the way you kicked your legs over because you had a moment Yeah, because I mean, they hesitated because that's the thing is like, can you make it in that point? I just yeah. don't kick hard enough and so yeah. that's why I don't always make it. Right, yeah, but that but time it like barely this. made it. So you were just like still at one yeah. moment with your legs like looking all cool. Yeah. Yeah. And she I finished. love when that happens. I know yeah, exactly what you're You both did about. a great job. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you you said it, Polyamor this week. Um, so, uh you will see this afterwards, but I hope it goes well for us. I'm a little bit nervous. How I'm do you so feel? Excited. You guys gonna say what you're gonna do? Oh yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm trying to decipher if I'm nervous or not. I I think I'm anxious about it. Um, but at the same time, I kind of push a lot of like anxiety stuff away, and I'm like them doing it and i'll wake up the next day and be like oh my god what was i so nervous about so i just try to be like i'm chill i yeah. try not to and, think about it yeah and i i know freedom's gonna be there so i feel like that's she gonna is. anchor me a lot yes. more is she in yes. the show with you yeah, yeah. Fuck. So, that's why we were so, so nervous because i'm like i don't want to be right after her but Damn. I, I, i'm i'm more like comforted by it because i'm like she's mother she and, is gonna lead you and, and she's, like she's gonna talk to you like she's gonna yeah. make me feel really like good and strong so i'm just Aww. excited about i just know that she's yeah. gonna be kind and so cindy was very lovely to us yeah. but like i don't think she had quite that outgoing personality of like Cause like we we were supposed to go go dance afterwards and we felt kind of like nervous about it and we didn't I we were just saying like if Freedom was here I bet she'd be yanking us on the stage and be like shake that ass yeah right. <laughs> so yeah and, and I have, would yeah we have a history with uh, Freedom as well and that's nice because yeah. like Cindy you had just met uh huh the and first time. Yeah, we haven't really thing. talked too much outside of like seeing her. When we're there, seeing yeah. her, yeah. Freedom's so the reason lovely. that we're all even at nine. nine. So yeah, it's like, she is. Oh, hey, you're the bitch I know. I'll go. Yeah. So I I don't know what order I'm gonna do, but I'm going to do Money, Money, Money by Abba. Must uh, be funny. What you waiting for by Gwen Stefani? Yes. And um, Red Wine Supernova by Chapel Rowan. Can you remind me how that one goes? Red wine supernova. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come over? Oh yeah, yes, Red yes. Wine. Yeah, and it's okay. like back at my house, I have a California king. Oh yes, king. yes. Yeah. Uh, I love okay. that song. I'm so excited. I feel like you have like the best song selection. Yeah. I do feel like above any performance that I've done, 
I'm most confident in my song selection this time for some reason because I already pretty much knew all of Money, Money, Money. I've done What You Waiting For. And Red Wine Supernova, uh, I just love the energy in that song because the way Chapel Rowan... Um, performs just like live it's just yeah. like how i move my body yeah she's not doing like crazy things so it just makes me like feel better mm -hmm. about high perform how i perform how <sighs> perform um oh oh i was just gonna say i feel like there's sometimes just like an artist it's like this is a great person to replicate for drag like, yeah her and and she takes so much mm -hmm. inspo from drag too so that's why i yeah. think she's perfect to do it with because mm -hmm. it's like she's just wearing drag clothes up there yeah you yeah. know like she's so yeah lovely yeah I'm doing um, Padam Padam. Yes. It's Woo! the time to do it. So I'm going to do it. And, and I'm so happy that like that was a very intimidating song. I'm like, I don't think I could ever do that because it is so liked and loved. Well, I'm also hoping that kind of carries me too. of like people like the song so much enough that like even if I'm not good, they'll be like, it's Padam Padam. Wait, mm -hmm. can we ask Brennan if he knows what that song is? <gasps> <laughs> the answer was no. Padam. Wait, can you do the dance? Please, please. Yeah, please. you should do the Wait, dance. Wait, we should do it together. No, I won't do it. I don't know. I'm so excited. I see you and I know. It's rough because I haven't practiced fully, but it's like. We'll sing it. We'll sing it. Okay. <laughs> Move this purse. Okay. I okay. I only okay. know the little tiny bit of don't TikTok. Yeah. We'll just I'll 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 okay. hum it. Padam. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what part do I start? Put on. 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 <laughs> well, it's Wait, the you, you queer know song of the summer. Yeah. So, um, you didn't know, and apparently the DJ at the gay bar here didn't know it either because he <laughs> never played it last week. So, uh, <laughs> But it is the queer song of the summer. Kylie Minogue, have you ever heard of her? Who? Uh, <laughs> so have, do you guys do... Have you ever heard of Sam Sparrow? No. no. Black and gold? I'll send it to you. Okay. Ooh. Oh, we got a song recommendation from the producer, producer Brandon. Brandon. Wait, while we're still talking to you, did you ever come up with like a drag name for yourself? Because that was a question we asked you. <laughs> yeah. And I never got back to you. I, I, I asked AI uh -huh. for me. <laughs> oh my we God, love what AI a genius here. idea. I was, like, telling, I was like, I need a drag name. And it was like, so what are some things you like? And I said, I love Zelda. I love Spokane. <laughs> and it came up with like, uh, lilac, lilac Zelda, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we can no, workshop that. We, you you name, got us in yeah. the right direction. Yeah. yeah, lilac honestly is kind of fun to play off of. Yeah. Um, Maybe uh, Brennan can be Lalaika. Um, what's the one I thought of? Or not I? We? Oh, uh, erotic. Read erotica. Read erotica. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you read erotica? <laughs> 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 that was a no. Well, have you asked Abby yet? <laughs> ask ask Abby what she thinks your drag name is and report back to us. Okay. Oh, I okay. thought you were saying ask Abby if he reads erotica. Oh, <laughs> ask her. She will know. <laughs> she keeps tabs on her. Um, okay. So, yeah, put on, put on. I'm going to do it. I feel pretty good about it because it's a shorter song and it's just like the chorus. I don't know. It's pretty yeah. fast. So, I feel good. I just need to get the song down better. I'm going to do my um, Simlish Hot and Cold mix, uh, courtesy of my brother-in-law. 
that yes. I've talked about before that's half Your bro in law. Yeah, my bro-in-law, love him. <laughs> He's soon to be a father. Yeah, um, we do love, uh, let's shout him out. Shane, we love you, bro. And, and my Megan. sister, yeah, she's preg. She's preg. Hi, Megan. Hi, She's Shane. looking gorgeous. Okay, they're like, don't say my name on this. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and their address is. <laughs> but, yeah, so he mixed it together, so it's half Simlish and then half the regular song, so I'm going to wear my plum bob, and hopefully there's enough people there that get the reference. Um, and then I'm going to do uh, my Feminine Nominon, also yes. by Chapel Rowan. Um, and so I'm looking forward to that. And I, uh, what was I was going to say is that... <laughs> Slow I put, down. <laughs> I put that song on today because I haven't really practiced those two. And I, I put on the Sim one and... And Did I immediately remembered yeah. the sim words. I was like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Bleep, blurp, been here doing that. Been here doing that. Oh, that felt good. <laughs> but yeah, that's us this coming week for nine. This is going to be such a good show. I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys. I am excited to see you guys in the crowd cheering us on. Yeah, and I'm excited to be in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. and be, it's Woo! fun to eat and <laughs> drink. <laughs> to be completely honest, I am loving the fact that they split us this way. So that whether it be like me and Freddie or just two and two, I mean, um, because we can actually sit and fully enjoy each other's I know, numbers. Uh, like a nice mm. venue. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we got to just sit in and take it in. Whereas like when we've been in shows together, we're not doing that. Like when we did psychedelic circus, Veronica didn't really see any of my numbers and I didn't see any of hers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, that's so sad. Yeah. I know. That's why I was like, it was worth it to sit out and watch Freddie. Yeah. Um, also, this is something I never knew before. The times we've like been to nine really before that, like, we just had been there several times, like after we had already been out drinking, we're like, let's go dancing. And so like, I guess I wasn't never like actually familiar with like the drag shows very much. And I also didn't know that you didn't have to pay a cover charge if you like go in earlier. Well, it's, they I start think... charging it when they do the dancing. Yeah. Oh. Which is, so, it's like, yeah, it's so sense. funny because like we're drawn to the drag part of it. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I loved that too for my own um, wallet. <laughs> but it was also fun to just be there for so long that like we played pool mm -hmm. with Mina and uh, Kit and Havala. Like they Love were all, we were all just like dancing. Sorry, the music was just not it. I'm gonna get it out. It's off my chest. The music was not it. Well, they I were didn't feel it. Also, it, just having technical difficulties. I as well. forget that the music that was playing during technical difficulties was better than the music that the DJ was playing. That's just how I feel. Yeah. Damn. Don't mean to call it out too much, but I. I'm just like, I didn't hear like any songs that really resonated with like, I'm at the fucking gay bar. And so it just was hard to like get into dancing when it's like, mm -hmm. literally, I just said it, Padam Padam is the song of the summer. They played Super Freak. And yes, I get it. It's a song from the whatever. <laughs> Why? Where's fucking Nikki? That's all I have to say. Um, Pool was so slay. Did mm -hmm. me and you, when we were on a team, did we win? No. I think, no. we, I think we lost both. No, both I think times. we no, lost no, no. one you, and won one. You you okay. put the black ball in, so Freddie and I won the first round, yeah. and then you absolutely destroyed us in the second round. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, really? okay. yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but we never got Yay! our two out of three, so we don't know who the true winner is. It's us. Yeah. Mama, how do Considering I turn your first this one? off? What? That was the disgusting. Mama. Battery. <laughs> battery. The battery what? Saving? Yeah. Oh my god, bro. Do I have to do everything? Ding. Guys, Wait, that's so nice. Fill the silence because we can't have dead R. Oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> dead R. We cannot have dead R. <laughs> um, Why did I say it like that? 
Uh, she's uh, crazy like the fool. What about it, Daddy? Cool. We're on the final bum, four num, of num, uh, Jag Race All Stars Eight. How do we feel? Um, I feel eh. Yeah, this season is wacky. I feel like I I'm not a loving like Alexis, and I feel like and everybody's hating her online. I'm not gonna go online. Well, I guess I am right now. But I feel like people will just like coddle her and like it's just like no she is being annoying it's not like she's the worst person ever but i feel like she's making it not as exciting for me but also but also isn't she i don't think most of the girls are making that excited for me yeah that's what i was gonna say wait except jimbo jimbo is slain no jimbo's killing it i think jimbo is just playing on her own level and it's sad because I was actually expecting so much of Candy Muse going into this season. I'm not saying she's doing bad by any means, but like I feel like she gagged us her first season and she was just so good. Her fashion was really elevated. And for some reason this season, I'm just not feeling the same like power from her. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm just like, it's disappointing because I'm like, girl, you have the budget. Please invest in your fucking clothes a little bit more. And yeah, I'm just missing that aspect of it where I feel like that's what Jimbo was bringing. I'm getting that reflection of, level in the yeah. in the fashion part too yeah because that's usually what elevates the people usually right. have the talent and then they get a bigger budget and like, right yeah but that's uh, another thing too is that a lot of these girls on this season are like early out so like they didn't maybe they're not even working divas <laughs> uh i personally love jimbo she is i think my favorite drag queen of all time so it's like her presence really makes it everything up for me like anytime she gets screen time i'm just jumping up and down um <laughs> I have drawn and unfinished at least like three pieces of Ooh, art. I want to see. I'm so excited. Yeah, I love Jimbo too. She's just amazing. Yeah. And yeah. all the like iconic moments that you remember from the season. Um, all Jimbo. But then that just made me remember Jessica Wilde is also, she's yeah. doing a good I, job. I'm glad to yeah. be seeing Jessica Wilde showcased. She after is so, so funny. funny and so smart. Yeah. 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 And she's so cute out of drag. Yeah. It just makes me feel really comfortable. I love people that have that screen presence. It's just like, oh, yeah. I can like breathe while you're on the screen. Whereas yeah. I feel really like she tense and She doesn't do anything weird. She's just like funny. And, then, yeah. like, and she's she just nice. like knows how she's lived so much life that she's just like, I'm just good at everything I do. Like, I'm just naturally like, I know how to work life. Yeah. 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 Mm. Well, like, let's like literally shift a little bit. Um, <gasps> let's, let's take a hard left turn. Okay. Um, it's been a minute. But we're bringing back the clap. That was pretty. Yeah, I concise. We didn't I even plan it. that, but we replay the we fear in my happening. eyes when I realized what I was going on. We saw it happening, so we all like stepped up as artists, <laughs> um, <laughs> as professionals. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're bringing back the clap, uh, Polly, which is critical learning about the, the past. past. I'm surprised every time. Yeah, I, re- I, I know. <laughs> I, I remembered it. Good job. Um, but Polly, I think, did you see a TikTok or something? It was Nick's story. Uh, Nikki Doll posted a story about this man. and This I, man right here. It was just a little blurb of something he said, or it was like an article. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. I want to go look more about him. And after reading a lot about him, I'm like, Amanda, I think this would be a really good clap sesh yeah and i i i'm happy that you have like a little bit info on it too so you can kind of talk about it with me but um as if i remember anything i read right more than one day ago. <laughs> uh this, i'm excited about it yeah this is uh this figure that i'm going to talk about is literally from like a hundred years ago 
And I think what's most reflective about learning about him and his story is that like it's a hundred years later and some of these things are still such issues. And Mm -hmm. that's like almost really disappointing. So this is a trigger warning for like uh, suicide and um, just kind of like some sad things for a little bit. But yeah, violence. um, Yeah, just violence in general. So this is a trigger warning for you too as well. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to be telling you today about Magnus Hirschfeld. Have you heard the name? Yes. Yeah. Amazing. I think I'm familiar, but I don't. Yeah. I haven't really heard. I've heard of it, but I don't really know anything about it. Okay. I haven't. I I had never heard of him. (laughs) Not it. Damn. Sorry. Damn. She's never heard of it. (laughs) Yeah, um, I've never heard of him, and so uh, it was great to read up on him and learn about him. So I'm going to start reading, okay? Everyone get tucked in. Okay. Okay. Hirschfeld was a German physician and sexologist. Um, I forgot to put what birth year he was born, but uh, he was born in the 1800s, and so um, that's a bit of, like, texture, like... um, Text card text for you. <laughs> oh my god! That'd be a it's funny to me. Okay. <laughs> Hirschfeld's father was a physician as well, leading Hirschfeld himself to study uh, in to be a physician when he was older. After his studies, he traveled through the United States for eight months, visiting the world's Columbian Exposition in Chicago. Hirschfeld became involved with the homosexual subculture in that city. Struck by the essential similarities between the homosexual subculture of Chicago and Berlin, mm-hmm. Hirschfeld first developed his theory about the universality of homosexuality around the world as he researched in books and newspaper articles about the existence of gay subcultures in Rio, Tangier, and Tokyo. What I love about that is that, like, that concept of like he he knew what Berlin gay culture was like because he himself was gay. He was mm-hmm. a gay. Uh, Ashkenazi Jew and so um, he was obviously in the gay culture there and then coming to Chicago and like seeing that you know even though the worlds are so separated and even at a time when things were like yes it was global but it's not like we have now Mm -hmm. where like so much is influenced by even drag race or something like that Mm -hmm. like he's seeing that like gay people will still find each other and they're still going to have a similar culture even when there's different countries. Yeah. Yeah. And so Mm. I just thought that was so interesting. Yeah. Um, He became interested in gay rights because many of his gay patients took their own lives. In particular, uh, Hirschfeld cited uh, the story of one of his patients as a reason for his gay rights activism, a young army officer suffering from depression who killed himself in 1896, leaving behind a suicide note saying that despite his best efforts, he could not end his desires for other men. And so had ended his life out of his guilt and shame. In his suicide note, the officer wrote that he lacked the strength to tell his parents the truth and spoke of the shame of that which nearly strangled my heart. The officer could not bring himself to use the word homosexuality, which he instead conspicuously referred to as that in his note. However, the officer mentioned at the end of his suicide note, the thought that you, Hirschfeld, could contribute to a future when the German fatherland will think think of us in more than just sweetness the hour whoa oh well God. think of us in more just terms sweetens the hours of my death at the same time Hirschfeld was greatly affected by the trial of oscar wilde which this might be like a no-brainer but i didn't realize oscar wilde was gay either um uh 
which he referred to in his writings. Hirschfeld was struck by the number of gay patients who had uh, scars left by suicide attempts and off, often found himself trying to give his patients a reason to live. Awesome. Yeah. So I felt like that was a great reason to become an activist. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he visited this business expedition in Germany, which is kind of like the World's Fair kind of thing. And this is very cruel. But at the time, they had these things called human zoos where they were putting on display people from other countries that Ooh. they themselves were colonizing. Ugh. And um, Hirschfeld took it upon himself to go down there and with an interpre- interpreter. Interpreter. <laughs> yeah, interpreter. Damn, um, why are you acting he, like me right now? I don't know. <sighs> Reading is so hard for pretty girls. Um, <laughs> he Using an interpreter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow! You just took my identity. <laughs> <laughs> it's this big. It's, it's hurting me. <laughs> Interpreter. The, the longer I look at you, I'm like you're Polly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he talked to the people in the cages and asked them about like gay people in their countries and just trying to get an understanding of like how far it stretches, what it's like in other places, and so. Mm-hmm. He was very active in going and trying to collect this information, which I was like, that's so smart. Um, In 1897, he founded the Scientific Humanitarian Committee with the publisher, with a couple other people. I'm not going to say their names. And uh, the group aimed to undertake research to defend the rights of homosexuals and to repeal paragraph 175, the section of the German penal code that since 1871 had criminalized homosexuality. They argued that the law encouraged blackmail the motto of the committee, Justice Through Science, reflected Hirschfeld's belief that a better scientific understanding of homosexuality would eliminate social hostility towards gay people. And I just am true like... True to this day. True to this fucking day. Like, with COVID, it's such a prime example of just, like, the better understanding you have of things that you don't understand, the more open you are to it. It's just, like, it. it's common sense, which is so funny because so many Republicans are like, oh, it's common sense, it's common sense. Like, you're... Re- like... I got a couple TikToks that was just like these people like would take calls from Christians and pretty much like debate them. And they were just using such common sense like ways to just like dump on religion. And the people were just left speechless. And I'm just like, if you just think about yourself for a second and put actual thought into it, you could just be opened up to so much more. And this is why it's just like so hard because like this was a hundred years ago and it's still so prevalent to this day. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, he used Oscar Wilde as like an example a lot of the time of the hellish experience, the hell experienced by homosexuals. Uh, During his visit to Britain, Hirschfeld was invited to a secret ceremony in the English countryside where a group of beautiful young male students from Cambridge gathered together wearing Oscar Wilde's prison number, which was C-33, as a way of symbolically linking his fate to theirs to read aloud Wilde's poem, The Ballad of Reading Gow. Uh, apparently it was a very emotional poem, and Hirschfeld was very moved by it, but uh, I thought that detail, again, of, like, a secret, you know, get-together in the British countryside, like, this is what I think was, like, kind of unknown to me when I was growing up, you know, because, like, oh, gay marriage was legalized when we were, you know, in high school and stuff like that, and it's mm. just, like, my lack of understanding. It's just, like... Gay people is a new thing, you know, because it's if it's only being legal. They all of a sudden decided. Yeah, like they all of a sudden came out of the shadows. Well, 
they did come out of the shadows because forever they've had to operate in the shadows, mm. which even something like what we do, drag, you know, it's much more accepted now, but before it was secret. It was done in in the shadows, like I just mm -hmm. said. And so it's just like it's eye-opening that like they've always had to find ways to gather because we've they've always been there to have to gather, you know, like they just were suppressed for so long. <laughs> Preach. What? <laughs> what? He just, just repeated himself. That's all. Oh, she's judging me? No. <laughs> she no. Hates me. I was just like crap. breath taken away. I was like, yeah, yes. I'm literally dumping facts. I'm like getting to you. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She hates me reading. No. <sighs> In 1905, Hirschfeld joined the League of Protections of Mothers, the feminist organization founded by Helena Stalker. He campaigned for the decriminal decriminalization of abortion and against policies that banned female teachers and civil servants from carrying and marrying. Oh, no, from marrying or having children. I added this part in because I just felt like it was a good example, too. Like they go on to say here, too, that. Both of them, the reason they teamed up is because they felt that there was a close connection between the causes of gay rights and women's rights. Yeah. I feel like that's so prevalent and it's all intertwined to a point and especially black queer people, you know, like, yeah. I, I feel like I if one my marginalized community is uh, suffering, they all suffer. It, yes. it hurts everybody. It's right. like, well, and all of it is a product of white supremacy is what I was trying to say. Yes. Is that like. And and he he dips his toes into so many social issues because he sees, you know, the harm and the suffering of people at the brunt of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And that comes from, you know, queerness that comes from, you know, being a person of color that comes from being a woman, because all of it is at, you know, what the white man wants and how to, pr you know, progress themselves. Mm -hmm. And this is so prevalent with like, you know. What happens a lot of t with him is that like he was very well known, but like it, I read at one point that like uh, a duke in some other country like got like tried to go after him for a while because what Herschel was saying was against what he was saying. And he was trying to do this thing that would get him a lot of power. Mm -hmm. And it's just like they don't they're not like the reason they say it's unnatural is just because they don't want us to learn and grow and become better because when that happens, they lose their power, and that's what they don't want to lose. You know, that's why they want to take books out of you know classrooms. That's mm -hmm. why they want to ban things. That's why they want to, you know, ban abortion and access to healthcare. Literally, because they just want to retain their power. Mm -hmm. I hate it, but it was really eye opening when I was reading it. I was like, wow, it's crazy how all of this is so connected. Yeah. Sorry, my minutiae just went off, so I took a picture. Oh, <laughs> I hope that person loves seeing me. Uh, they, the two of them had teamed together awesome. and they, uh, were able to, um, stop like the expansion of that paragraph 175, which was going to criminalize female homosexuality. So they did stop that together. A lot of this part that I, uh, added in here was he was asked to like examine a soldier who had come back from a war and they were saying that, like, it was one thing, but he was just saying, like, no, he's suffering from PTSD because the guy wanted to kill himself because of, like, the horrible things that he had done in these African countries that they were colonizing mm -hmm. actively. And he just said that they were such horrible things that he didn't want to live anymore. But they're like, no, no, like, it's something else. Like, it's this and that. And he's like, no. Um, but he used kind of that to bring try to bring awareness to the fact that, like, 
you know, we can't just colonize other countries and like the, the effects of war and terror like that on not only the people that they're doing it to, mm-hmm. but the people that are doing it too. Yeah. The only people that's not terrorizing is the people, people in, in power. charge, yep. the people that started mm-hmm. it. Literally. So Hirschfeld's position that homosexuality was normal and natural made him a highly controversial figure at the time, involving him in vigorous debates with other academics who regarded homosexuality as unnatural and wrong. One of Hirschfeld's leading critics was Austrian Baron, that's the guy I'm talking about, who advocated radical change to society and sexually to combat the supposed yellow peril and saw Hirschfeld's theocracies as a challenge to his view of sexuality. Uh, Someone... Some persons argued that there were few biologically degenerate homosexuals who lured otherwise healthy boys into their lifestyle, making homosexuality into a choice and a wrong one at that time. I added that part in, too, because it's still the same argument they're using now of like we're mentally ill and we're grooming children and we're, you know, not being fucking medicated. They don't want medication until apparently you're gay and then they want you to go to conversion camp and like all that shit. So fucking wild. Hello, hello, we're still here. You have not disconnected. Amanda is just reading so that she can continue talking about the clap. uh, (laughs) He was involved in this, like, big scandal that happened, and it was... So I'll I'll read it so that we kind of understand it. So uh, Hirschfeld played a prominent role in the Hardin-Uhlenberg affair of 1906 through uh, 1909, which became the most widely publicized sex scandal in Imperial Germany. During the libel trial in 1907, when General Kuno von Moltke sued the journalist Maximilian Hardin after the uh, Hardin had run an article accusing Moltke of having homosexuality with the politically powerful Prince Philip von Uhlenberg, who was the Kaiser's best friend. So, uh, gay scandal between powerful people and a journalist, you know, exposed it. And so the guy is, you know, suing the journalist for libel. Um, and Hirschfeld testified for the journalist. Um, so he was talking about how it's, you know, using science and that it's a natural thing. Um, and so Dr. Hirschfeld makes public con- propaganda under the cover of science, which does nothing but poison our people. Real science should fight against this. That was what someone, a newspaper was saying about him after he testified. Um, a notable witness at the trial was Lily von Elb, the former wife of Moltke, who had testified that her husband had only had sex with her twice in their entire marriage. Elby spoke about the remarkable openness for the period of her sexual desires and her frustrations with a husband who was only interested in having sex with men. Elby's testimony was marked by moments of low comedy when in... <laughs> when it emerged that she had taken to attacking Moltke with a frying pan in oh. vain attempts to make him have sex with her. The fact that General von Moltke was unable to defend himself with his wife's from his wife's attack was taken as proof that he was a def- deficient in his masculinity, uh, which many saw as confirming his homosexuality. At the time of the subject, a female sexuality was taboo, and Elby's testimony was controversial, with many saying that Elby must be mentally ill because of her willingness to acknowledge her sexuality. So... Fuck women. And Hirschfeld came out and said, no, she's just a normal girl who's horny, just like everyone else. We got to make that a soundbite of you saying fuck women. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck women. So the first world war happened or yeah, it kind of started and 
he was kind of just doing things, but he was like really, he started out kind of being okay with the war because of like the patriotism that comes from Germany. Mm. But then he really spoke out against it and was like trying to move a pacifist kind of movement. And so once again, he's just on the front of all these progressive social movements that are all harmful. And again, because of white supremacy. Uh, in 1920, Hirschfeld was badly beaten by a group of Volkish activists who attacked him on the street. He was initially declared dead when the police arrived, oh my God. but he didn't die. Uh, oh. In 1921, Hirschfeld organized the first Congress for Sexual Reform, which led to the formation of the World League for Sexual Reform. Congresses were held in Copenhagen in 1928, London in 29, Vienna in 30, and um, Brno in 1932. Um, so I just thought that was really cool. Again, just like the fact that like again i said i thought it was like a newer thing but there were people fighting this and creating trying to fight this for so long you know and just haven't yeah uh he then went on tour because he felt like he couldn't stay in germany because he was such a polarizing figure now and it was also the rise of like hitler was coming in um and so he he left germany and kind of went on this world tour in the last years of his life where he like lived in America for a little bit. And when he was in America, he wasn't talking about uh, like queer rights anymore. It was more him talking about that just like men can be emotional and like stuff like that. Um, so he did that for a long time and he never returned back to Germany. He went to, you know, Africa, he went to Asia. He was kind of traveling all over. Um he purchased a villa in Berlin for his new Institute of Sexual Research, which opened on... Uh, so this was before he left, but this is when it opened. Um, which opened on July 6th of 1919. The institution housed Hirschfeld's immersed archives and library on sexuality and provided educational services and medical consultations. The clinical staff included psychiatrists, gynecologists, dermatologists, and endocrinologists. The institution also housed the Museum of Sex, an educational resource for the public, which is reported to have been visited by school classes. Hirschfeld himself lived at the institution on the second floor with his partner, Carl Geese. Uh, they lived with his sister, and Hirschfeld were a well-known couple in the Berlin gay scene. Um, apparently, Hirschfeld was known as Tante Magnesia. Tante meant aunt. It was kind of like German slang for, mm. you know, um, a gay man, but not to mean that he was an aunt. Uh, in addition, a number of noted individuals lived for longer or shorter periods of time at the various rooms available for rent or as free accommodations in the institution. Among the residents were um, a couple of people, but most like famous singers, dancers. Um, but this most notably one, she was um, her name was Dora Richter, and she was one of the first transgender patients to receive sex reassignment surgery at the institute. Wow. Mm. Um, and a couple of people did after that, but. Um, I just thought this was like really powerful mm -hmm. of him of just like we ha like it's unfortunately because it's so marginalized. One of those things of like the government's not going to do it for us. Big corporations aren't going to do us do it for us. Rich people aren't going to do it for us. It's always people within the community who have to rally together and create funds and create resources for the people within their own communities. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's like, you know, white privilege kind of thing of like stuff like this because you you see those tiktokers who you know go and feed food to the homeless you know and they they take you know um not like ones like stupid ones that are like hey do you want this but like 
actual activists who are like, yeah, I've, you know, mm-hmm. I need your guys' help so that we can go feed these people and they do it every single day. And it's just like, those are people having like just everyday people who have to stand up and create community and benefits. And it just sucks that there's resources out there that we're just not able to access. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought this was really powerful of him and so cool. Um, yeah. So once again, he left and never went back to Germany. Um, on January 30th of 1933, so after he had left, Adolf Hitler was appointed as chancellor. Less than four months after the Nazis took power, Hirschfeld's institute was sacked. On the morning of May 6th, a group of university students belonging to the National Socialist Student League stormed the institution, shouting, burn Hirschfeld, and began to beat up its staff and smash up the premises. In the afternoon, uh, carrying out a more systemic attack, removing all volumes from the library and storing them for a book-burning event, which was to be held four days later. Mm-hmm. In the evening, the Berlin police arrived at the institution and announced that it would be closed forever. Mm-hmm. So I know you were talking about like the pink triangle thing at, that like Frankenfurter wears in Rocky Horror and what that uh, resembles. Specifically, it was given to queer people who were imprisoned by the Nazis when they took control. And it was just the indicator that like they were queer. Um, and so it's kind of been like a reclaimed symbol uh, mm-hmm. since then but uh this is that whole thing of pretty much right after hitler came into power the first thing they go for is the you know the queer history the queer data the queer mm-hmm. you know recording you know just yeah. because again the knowledge is power and so they burn all history of it and they burn all records and it just fucking sucked mm-hmm. yeah and I feel like the imagery of it is very like famous, but I don't think anybody, uh, like yeah. a lot of people, knew what it actually was or what was happening there. Yeah, I know. Uh, he traveled to Shanghai, and when he traveled there, he began a relationship with a 23-year-old Chinese man studying sexology. Uh, his parents were very accepting of his lifestyle, and Hirschfeld wanted to bring him back to Germany to kind of, you know, show him what Germany was like. Um, and when they left, his parents threw them a big party, and I guess his dad expressed that he hopes his son will become the Hirschfeld of China. Um, so I just thought that was also cool, like loving and accepting parents. Yeah. In turn, Hirschfeld held the view that his pseudoscientific way of dividing humanity was the basis of Western thinking about modernity, which whites being praised as the civilized race in contrast to the other races, which were dismissed for their barbarism. Mm. Such thinking was used to justify white supremacy. Yeah. I added that part in because I was talking about that. And he, in his, you know, he retired in France pretty much after um, he left China with his new partner. Um, and uh, during that whole time, he's just pumping out a bunch of books about, you know, sexual wellness um, his, you know, data that he's collected over so many years, racism, imperialism, white supremacy. He's kind of just popping the fuck off. <laughs> On his 67th birthday, May 14th of 1935, Hirschfeld died of a heart attack in his apartment. I thought that was crazy on his birthday. Um, huh. In August of 2011, after 30 years of advocacy for the Magnus by the Magnus Hirschfeld Society and other associates and individuals, the federal cabinet of Germany granted 10 million euros to establish the Magnus Hirschfeld National Foundation, a foundation to support research and education about the life and work of Magnus Hirschfeld, the Nazi prosecution of homosexuals, German LGBTQ plus culture and community and ways to con- uh, counteract prejudice against LGBTQ people. The federal ministry 
Ministry. The Federal Ministry of Justice was expected to contribute an additional 5 million euros, bringing the initial endowment of the foundation to a total of 15 million. I added that in because I also, I don't know who was being interviewed. I wish I could remember. Um, it may have literally even been Marianne Williamson, but they were talking about like, you know, reparations. And um, it's that stupid British uh, news anchor who's a piece of shit incel. Um, and he was just like, you, Do you know, know Nick? yeah, Piers Morgan. Um, and he was just saying like, you know, why do we need to pay like for something our ancestors did kind of thing. And they're like, I think he even brought up Germany and she was like, whoever it was, was like, Germany did pay reparations to, you know, Jewish communities and people affected by the Nazi, you know, terror. And it's just, they're talking about the fact that like, disenfranchised communities and you know peoples the reason that reparations are owed is because their history doesn't go back far enough you know they can't they don't have established roots they don't have these things because they were at the brunt of white supremacy and i felt like this was a good thing it took forever but like one of those things are like yeah we'll pay back into this thing that we as a country ruined. tore down and ruined yeah, yeah. um and so that's it on him. Uh, audience, I know that was terrible to listen to. I'm the worst reader, but that's why we oh don't do gosh. this very often. Sorry, I just talk for so long. It's like a funny no, podcast. No, <laughs> no, it was no, good. It was to good. be completely honest, I feel like you don't even have to read it word for word. I feel like you could scan the paragraph and just like kind of talk about it. Yeah, I did have a, a good few moments of like I remembered what I was going to oh, say. Yeah. And yeah. so I did have was able to just talk on it. But I just didn't want to miss some points. So that's why. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah, for sure. But. That and that's very interesting. I always find, honestly, the main reason why I was interested in him is all of his thoughts and opinions on intersex and, and oh, transgender. There, I, I feel like I must have skipped it, but yeah. he had written a book where he classified like almost 64 types of sexual identities, including like what he had classified as transvestites and transsexuals and that there was a difference between, you know, transsexuals and intersex people and all the research that he was and, doing on and that. And not inherently mm -hmm. like that you're, yeah, just all, all the stigmas that you would assume they had back then, he pretty much countered and it was just really interesting to, yeah. to read about that. I feel like his, his thoughts on intersex was really interesting and i wanted to get one of his books but it's like impossible to get one oh. i burned them all <laughs> well yeah. and, and it, it's just crazy <laughs> it's crazy because th this is a good example too of like he's a part of trying to create a sexual you know revolution and make progress in the acceptance of queer people but then you get something like the nazis and pretty much all progress stops. Mm -hmm. And then anything after that is just, we need to focus on rebuilding our countries and rebuilding our economies and all these different things. And so that's another prime example of like, the reason that it takes so long for marginalized groups is because things are more important to other people, you know? So it's hard to harder to make progress on those fronts. Here he is in Germany trying to fight for the acceptance and like, you know, in the law. And then only in 2016 does, you know, literally almost a hundred years later, America's finally legalizing it in our country like people have been fighting it for longer than that even yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah and not to mention like just because it's legalized now it doesn't even mean that like the queer community is doing okay in america or feel mm -hmm. safe in america. Oh, yeah or safe even because then you think about fucking 
like Roe v. Wade being overturned and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. just these rights that we don't have. They're not, I don't know, they're not promised. We probably don't have time for the rest, right? Like that's it? Uh, Probably. I did want to. We can we can do that next week, though, because I want to be able to okay. actually talk. Yeah. Um, that was great, Mason. Yeah, sorry I, mean, I took up so much time. Sorry. Who's Mason? Who's Mason? <laughs> great job, Amanda. Thank yeah. you. This was a learning episode, you guys. We have to do them sometimes. It's I, important. I have a nice balance to it. Yeah, for sure. And like, I'm just self conscious, you guys. I'm done talking now. <laughs> we we claim to be a podcast that is, you know, pop culture and queer history. So I I think it's very important that we, especially as like newer drag queens, there's so much history mm-hmm. that we don't. Well, I learned know. so much more from that because I only knew like a brief part. Like I had only just saw the like triangle thing that you talked about, the pink triangle, and then also like that the book burnings were of that that yeah. facility. Yeah. They just want so to erase to us, and they still do. Like they just want to keep us. Yeah. So I think away. being reminded of that is really great. Also, a lot of the times when we find out about these people that did all this research, they're usually pretty fucked up, like and like are inhumane to people. But it sounds like he, he was wasn't. Like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. thinking about like just like the, asking people like, "What's right. your experience?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like thinking about when we did on this day and that woman who like opened that abortion clinic, but she literally was like using. Yeah, uh, marginalized women to like test things on. Oh but yeah. She was, oh yeah. yeah. Exactly. It, yeah, one of those underlying things. But yeah, I, I just like I don't know. The data has obviously there was enough people for him to survey back then. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's why it's just like it's it's 2023. It, we need to get with it's it. It's nothing new. It's, it's yeah, always been like this. So unfortunate. It's just funny because my parents used to say like history repeats itself. like in a conservative way in Mm -hmm. like the the the, what people have done to attack me and my morals and my beliefs Mm. um but it's crazy now coming from the other side of it it's like yeah history does repeat itself what the fuck were you talking about mom Mm. like what do you mean history is repeating (laughs) itself like it's repeating itself for marginalized communities and and um minorities coming for our guns this is what britain did to (laughs) us and why we revolted like shut the fuck up anyway that was great Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I well and like when we parked, I don't know what the city's popping tonight and there were these like older people over at this restaurant and like they were just looking at us and Freddie said when we got out the old man went <laughs> He literally had his jaw like open, he was like staring yeah. at me, I think. Oh and it's definitely. like well, I, just, he was fangirling. I was like, Yeah, we're beautiful. We get it. It's me, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons with a bunch of hot bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing new. Also, if you saw the last episode, I'm so sorry that I looked like an ogre, that I looked like a slouching beast. I felt so gross watching that shit back. I was, I thought the whole time I'm like, la la. No, I'm like, like, and I hope I didn't do that this episode. So please forgive me for that. No, you've been doing great at sitting up straight. I've been staring at you this whole time. You just get more and more beautiful. Yeah, (laughs) there's something about that. Everything you have going on. That crazy wig and its tendrils. I was saying like that looks um, really proportional to Mason, but when it's on me, it's like, oh my god, you have a giant fucking (laughs) wig on. Y'all have just thrown names out the door. Oh, hi, I'm I'm Flo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's wrap this up. Yeah, thank you all for listening. Mm -hmm. Um, We will have guests soon. 
we're in our grind era, so remember. Mm-hmm. Fun just to catch up. Like no, just, no, I, like, I, yeah. that's house. what we want to do. Like just kind of have them kind of mix in between of just like give well, us time to talk and be our girl selves, and yeah. then also like Next bring week, in a guest. I feel like we'll be like complete just girly talk because we did half the clap. We'll this, have pop culture. Yeah, yeah, no more boring history. We'll have some fun, <laughs> like uh, like tea. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Wait, let's do close-ups really quick. Oh, Love okay. you guys. Come on, girl. We're doing close-ups of our face. Get into them. Thank you for listening to Life is Drag good. and Then You Die. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Oh, my rich husband just died. I'm so sad. Poor Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I love us going in the line with Ready? <laughs> What's it over here? Kiss or should I look over I there? Bye everyone. Bye. 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 Who should I call? <laughs>